We are recording. You ready to do this? Oh, I am ready to do this. Should we get down to reality? Let's get down to reality. Welcome to Down to Reality. We are your hosts. My name is Ro. You might know me as Reality Ops on Instagram and TikTok. I'm Em. You might know me on social media as Connection Queen, and we are so excited to talk all of the tea with you guys. We are going to go deep into the shows, but especially we love our Bravo shows, and we are hardcore Banner from Fools fans, so we will be covering that, I would say, predominantly. And we'll be covering all things reality TV, but absolutely agree that Vanderpump Rules is what brought us together, I would say. And we're going to be talking about podcasts, the after shows, and even some behind the scenes that we may get. Yep. We'll have some great guests on that we're really excited to share. And we will do what we do on our social media accounts, but just have a longer platform to do it and get deeper into all of those topics. We try to look at everything with an open mind and really get all sides to the stories. And at the end of the day, it's all about being understanding or trying to see everything from multiple viewpoints instead of just looking out of one eye. I think we appreciate every character, even though we might not always like each character all the time. But we really try to go into this with an open-minded and empathetic approach to what these people might be like behind the scenes, might be like in their own reality, and get to know more of the real them, try to figure out who they are at their essence. Because we know that these shows edit a ton, and there is so much we don't see, and we want to bring everything down to reality with you guys. All right, let's get into it. So at this point... We had the new episode Tuesday night, and we already have clips for the fourth episode of Vanderpump Rules. So we'll recap some of the third episode, and we'll talk about the new clips for the fourth episode, which are really interesting and tie a lot into what we just saw. Like everything is a big flow, I feel. Although I guess with Vanderpump Rules, it typically really does flow nicely, I think, episode through episode, right? Yeah, I feel like it's always very smoothly connected. It's almost like a dance between episodes, yeah. It is. I agree. So the episode that we watched last night, episode three, we started with Sandoval's party and Billy was there talking to Sandoval and saying, leave the girls behind, like move on and do you, which I think is super funny because now Billy is promoting him being with other girls like all over her her page. But I just thought that was interesting because she was encouraging him to move on from Rachel. And that was the first time we heard Rachel, I think, brought up in the show, not on a confessional. And I don't know about you, but I was pretty surprised to hear her brought up so much. I was shooketh. I was like, okay, they're really, really pushing, you know, that she did not come back and they are still going to address parts of last season that included her. Yeah. I was shocked by that. Did you see, by the way? There was a like image that circulated about that scene when Billy was talking with Tom in the kitchen. The fridge. What was posted on the fridge? Oh, my God. 
Okay. What? Now I'm going to have to go find it. Um, oh, my God. It's, I think, I, let me look for this and we'll keep talking. And if I can find it in my liked photos, I have to go back. And I did now. not even know you could search liked photos. Are you joking? You could search liked photos? Yeah, like the photos that I've liked. Shush. On Instagram? I swear. Yeah. Stop. You're I, joking. I promise. So if you go to your page and then you click the little hamburger. We're going to then... probably keep this in. So if people don't know, they could do this and they could do this. <laughs> and then the oh, there's Kyle Richards like talking about her separation. Okay. The hamburger, hamburger on Instagram. Yeah, like go to I don't profile. Have... Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. What did you say? Click under. It says your activity. And it has the things that you've liked, commented, tags that you're in, any sticker responses you have, reviews you've left, your archive. I have account center. Did you go in there first? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You have to get out of settings and privacy. Oh, well, you told me hit the hamburger. Hit the hamburger. Oh, wait, this is interesting. When you hit your hamburger, you don't have like a, a slew of things like setting and privacy, your activity, archive, creator tools. Oh, wait, I did the second time I hit it. Okay, I see it now. So you go to your activity. And then you go to... And then you could see, like, your likes, comments, tags. Are you joking? This would literally save my life so many times. Yeah, and I... Oh, I'm so mad that now I can't remember who posted it. Wait, so you're telling me, like, these famous people, when they like things and then after are like, oh, shit, I sh they could just go here and do that? Yeah. Uh -huh. That's so crazy. Well, there was a note on the fridge. I'm so bothered right Can now. Can you see other people's likes? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think it just personalized to your account. Because people find some crazy shit. Like, people will message me and they'll be like, I noticed that this Vanderpump Well, like, person you can see on Instagram, like, it'll say, like, so-and-so liked this, if that makes sense, but. Okay. Oh, my God. It shows all my freaking comments? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, this yeah. is the best. Wow. And it literally has little management things like wait i kind of feel because cool i'm always saying how like i never know anything about technology and look i i knew something yeah i don't know why you say that because you totally know a lot about technology okay all right we should focus this is this is the epitome of us i'm literally going to peacock right now because i need to I, i'm not gonna be able to find the post but it's in the episode okay i'm sending it to you now tell me that production did not leave this in here on purpose i just sent it Okay, hold on. Zooming in. Team Ariana. Love Catherine and Cameron. Right behind Billy Lee and Sandoval's conversation. On the fridge. In perfect frame. Like, come on. That's hysterical. So he leaves it on the fridge, too. That's what's kind of funny also. And, like, that's the other thing I was thinking. Like, that's shared <laughs> property, right? Because it's a fridge. Yeah, it is. I'm surprised we don't see, like, a T.S sticker somewhere on that fridge that's really or funny. like every loves tom sticker and everybody loves tom sticker exactly that's so funny oh my gosh okay so what we were talking about come on what were we saying rachel oh and they brought up nima with rachel yes that was very interesting too i was like okay they're really going there because that was like a whole thing you know last season when sheena was talking about her friend in quotes i'm putting my fingers up in quotes um, and then obviously, if you follow her podcast, Shenanigans, you kind of are able to, a few months ago, piece together that, oh, that's the friend that made that comment, you know? And she said she wanted yeah. to clear his name as, you know, her friend, Ashina's friend. So, but still, I thought that, I didn't know if that needed to be in the episode or not. 
I think it was kind of disrespectful to include in the episode. I think that I almost feel like they're just like throwing daggers at her. And, you know, we're we're not Rachel fans. We both despise what she did and what Sandoval did. Obviously, we should make that clear because if you don't follow us, you might not know that. Um, but we both feel like she's actually made progress through what she's done recently and she's apologetic and all that. So anyway, getting that out there. But um, I felt like they're really trying to throw her under the bus and she didn't want to come back. Like, that's how I feel. I don't know if that's a accurate assessment, but that's a little bit the way I feel about it. Like, they're like, oh, we're just going to talk the fuck about you because you're not on here. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, I expected them to talk about her here and there, like kind of like in the capacity of like with Lala scene when she's talking with Lisa about things like that, I expected. But this episode, I just felt like there was a complete different, um, what's the word? Is it connotation? Would that make sense? I guess so, yeah. When referring to her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like, I don't know, the way in which she was spoken about for this episode, it was just, it was very different. Yeah. Well, actually, who brought Rachel up? Was it only Sandoval's house? Now that you say that? No, because they were, they did bring her up. Lisa and Lala spoke about Rachel at TomCat. Right. Right, right, right. No, but I'm saying in this episode, who was talking about Rachel? Was it only Sandoval's people? Uh, Oh, yeah. Yes. It was, right? right? Because, well. Yes, it was. Well, I don't know, actually, because Sheena also... But I'm also thinking about stuff from, like, the Vanderpump Rules after show, too. I know. It gets a little muddled. By the way, if you don't watch the Vanderpump Rules after show, it is more juicy than the actual episodes. Wait, I agree. I totally think that we get way more tea and way more, like, raw answers. Yes. Because it's like, you know, they're by themselves. They're doing grouped confessionals, either in twos or threes. And, of course, they pair the toms together. That's a recipe for comfort. So when they're having their dialogue, it's just very raw. Right. You know, it's interesting. I heard that those confessional, that the after show was filmed a couple months ago. But Wait, like a couple months ago from today, you mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So it was filmed then months after season 10 finished. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. It was only within the last couple months. Ariana's hair is her before being on Broadway hair. Oh, yes. Good point. Because something that I said, which we talked about on Sheena's... (laughs) Sheena's first after show, she kind of seemed like she had different feelings towards Ariana than we typically see from her. And then this last one that they released Uh from last night's episode, something else, right? Yeah, no, it was definitely that's why I was trying to just clarify the timeline of everything because I'm trying to gauge like at what point are they filming this that Sheena is and also Tom, Tom Schwartz even said he had to check Ariana's ego, you know what I mean? So it's like at what point was this filmed that maybe something was going on at that time that would have caused those reactions because Sheena definitely caught me off guard. Like I was not expecting her to say that ariana you know she's noticed a trend in her responses not being as responsive and she seemed hurt Mm -hmm. she was kind of throwing her under the bus i felt like yeah yeah i don't want to say that she was like kind of alluding 
that she's better than them now, but that was the vibe I got from Sheena. She basically was saying that way. Absolutely. That was the impression that it left me. Okay. Yeah, she was definitely, in my opinion, saying that. So yeah, Ariana's short hair. So they just filmed it not that long ago. My thought about when they filmed it was maybe this was filmed after BravoCon because there was a whole weird thing with Sheena and Ariana at BravoCon. And Ariana wasn't sure what Sheena was doing in that suite, talking to Sandoval. And then Sheena was like, no, like that's not what happened. And there was definitely a lot of weirdness between them. And I thought, oh, maybe it was after that. Sheena's like been a little pissed at her, I think, because of the way she handled that and vice versa. They were both like a little pissed at each other, it seemed like. But then just a few weeks later, she went to go see Ariana on Broadway opening night. Like weird, right? I feel like that's No, I'm like really thinking about this right now. And I mean, I guess you can see somebody and whatever still want to support them and still have weird feelings about them. But I hope Sheena was saying this up to Ariana. Because if she's just saying it yeah. on the, the after show, it's strange. And you know what? I guess we kind of have to say our positions on people because nobody really knows. Yes, but, that's important. Yeah. Like, Sheena, I do feel like it's way too much shit for being a flip-flopper. I know a lot of people don't like Sheena. <laughs> I think that's clear. I do love Sheena. I feel yeah. like she's so important to the show. And I, I – We'll talk about this in another episode, but I also have OCD and I had debilitating OCD for a period of time. And so I completely relate to her and I want to talk about that. And so I understand a lot of her issues actually stem possibly from that, that people don't maybe realize. I'm not blaming most of them on that. I'm just saying there are some things that people might not realize that can explain some of her behavior, but I've been surprised at her lately and I'm wondering like... I kind I Ariana, I love Ariana so much, but I'm definitely wondering what is really going on behind the scenes right now. I know. No, same here. And with Sheena, I am so indifferent in regards to Sheena. Oh, are you? I feel like I'm a flip-flopper towards Sheena in the sense of like I see such great qualities about her. And then in the mm-hmm. same breath, I'm like, ooh, okay, but I don't like that you just said that or like, I don't know, even in that we were just talking about the after show. She literally said about herself that she, you know, has never been a queen bee. And like that confused me. I didn't understand Mm -hmm. why she said that, especially because they were talking about it in regards to Ariana. Like, I don't know. She's done that a few times. Like she went on Bravo's hot mic. And I get that like the affair. Absolutely. I will never take away that Scannable impacted other people. 1,000%. But it's just when, I don't know, personally speaking, if I was in that situation and that happened to my friend, I would make any retort highlighted towards my friend, not towards what happened to me. Just Mm -hmm. to show like that consistent support for that person. Um, Yeah. I did make a video about it though. And you were saying, I know a lot of people like don't like her, but yeah, in the comments at least, um, it does sway that way. Like people are very confused as to like why she would say she was never the queen bee yeah because she had like that whole season where she had her whole wedding like that was really like a her season yeah well she also just recently said last night that she never wanted to be a pop star (laughs) i didn't get that wait so she said she never wanted to be a pop star she said she wanted to go more of the gwen stefani fergie route which 
we were laughing out loud like first of all Gwen Stefani and Fergie are pop stars they are thank you okay thank you okay yes like huge pop stars and secondly secondly she has literally said how she wants to be like Britney Spears and there was another one she used to always say I don't remember Somebody listening will absolutely remember, and they're probably like yelling it at their speaker right now. But she would say Britney Spears and someone else that she always wanted to be like. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You've literally said this before. But that's, I guess, that's an example. I don't know if it's an example of her being flip flop, but I think Sheena tends to forget some things at times that are important. And I don't know, just uses how she feels in a moment and forgets about a past experience or something like that. But I thought that was so fucking funny. No, I laughed at that too. So I'm glad you brought that up because for me, I was like, Sheena, that's a double standard because they're pop stars. They're They're literally pop pop stars. (laughs) I don't know what she was talking about. And then it's such a diss to nothing against Fergie, but Gwen Stefani especially is like an icon. I do feel the same way towards Fergie though. Like... What? Fergie. I feel the same way towards Fergie, though. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, Fergalicious. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, Fergalicious. My lovely yeah. lady lumps. Like, come on. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's. Well, I, I was a huge No Doubt fan, though. Wait, wait, oh, okay. That's no okay. That's why I like Gwen Stefani. I wasn't a big No Doubt fan. Oh my god. Okay. I was like fucking love No Doubt. Yeah. So I think for me, I I saw her as like this person, you know. Um, also, like, she's just huge to me. Is it safe love. or that's fair why. to say like? Gwen Stefani with no doubt came a little before Fergie's breakout. Yeah, I don't know when exactly, but yeah, definitely. So maybe that's why too, just because of like the the wee little age gap that we have. I feel like Fergie was my Gwen. (laughs) Oh, that's so interesting. I don't know though if that's true with like when they, you know, had their fame hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, I can look that up. But like even we were talking about Lizzie McGuire. I know it's so off topic. Remember? And you were like, oh, my sister watched that. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, my little sister loved Lizzie McGuire and Kim Possible. Um, all right, let's get dun, back dun, on dun, to dun, the dun. topic. Yes. Okay. So anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? We were Why talk- did Sheena? We were talking about just like Sheena and stuff. And only because we were saying we should say where our viewpoints are for people in BPR. I think it's clear we're Ariana right. fans. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we're definitely huge Ariana fans. But yeah, so Sheena, I'm just interested to seeing where this goes. And I wanted to bring up the preview for next week because yes, it shows Sheena saying to Ariana, and she's like, I'm just feeling a little bit. And by the way, S or SI, trigger warning here, if that's something that's difficult for you to listen to, just you know, forward this part. And we're not going to talk about too much at all to keep it a little lighter for this episode. But um sheena was saying that lisa was telling her to talk to sandoval because he doesn't have anyone and she said you know lala had people when this thing happened he doesn't have anyone right now which whatever um people feel a very strong certain way about it and we can talk about that but i wanted to say i thought sheena's response was interesting to ariana the way she was telling ariana i felt like she was feeling her out like i'm feeling this too I want to talk to Sandoval. I'm feeling these emotions. When Sheena met in the alley, the back alley of Sir. Are we kidding? We got an iconic back alley Sir conversation. That was so good. That was so good. Can they, can they just do that like every couple episodes? I somehow? wish the confessionals like, could just in. be held back there, honestly. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. It needs, things need to be back there more. But when she was talking to Sandoval, we were saying this off the pod 
But we were saying, okay, we were actually saying it on one of our recordings. I was just about to say, can we just be real? Let's just be freaking real. (laughs) We literally have recorded like 300 fucking times. No, like, like probably like 20 times. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I just wanted to take a quick break to give a shout out to the person who made our beautiful artwork for the podcast. Her name is Draw Me Bitch. You can find her on Instagram and TikTok. She also has her website, drawmebitch.com, where she sells amazing, amazing artwork. If you are a Bravo lover, especially, she has Scandal coloring books. She has Housewives coloring books. She has magnets, stickers. Go check her out. She's an incredible artist and an incredible person, and we're so thankful for her. We love you, Draw Me Bitch. Thank you for doing this podcast art for us. You are the best. Now back to the podcast. Sheena, when she was with Sandoval, you can tell that she really was looking at him in a moment of, and he was looking at her in a moment of, I hate you, but I also love you. And right now I'm seeing you. And even though I'm so angry at you, I'm looking at you when I remember, like, you're my friend. Yep. And I felt that. Did you feel that? I felt that. That scene when she, and we don't know if it was on purpose, if it was produced for her to walk by or not, but either way, the moment when they look at each other, that couldn't have been produced. That was real. That was real. That was real. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like, again, another thing I think we should mention, both of us are, it's safe to say, hypersensitive, super empathetic, and very in tune with like emotions and stuff. So when I watched that scene, I was like, oh my God, I remember when like I was in a situation once where I saw somebody I was once friends with that had very much so upset me, but you just kind of, I feel like you flash back your friendship almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think there was several times throughout the episode that I teared up and times that I didn't want to tear up. And that was one of them when I was like, damn it, why the heck are you tearing up? Like, do not tear up over this. But it just felt like a real moment. It did. Know, yeah. It even if it was did. a setup situation, it felt like a real moment. Also, um, and- only because you brought up the upcoming preview and we're talking about Sandoval in a real moment, yeah. the way that my brain works, I'm now going to another thought, which is the crocodile tears thing. And the reason I'm saying this is because, well, I, I, I don't know if I should save it or not for when we talk about that, but I th- maybe I should. Only because I just think it's so weird that that term is being used so much because Sandoval said it and then in the preview Brock says it to Summer (laughs) right yeah I mean I think that term is used on Bravo very often is it and am I just like missing that (laughs) what is up with crocodile tears why oh I didn't think it was like a setup thing yeah no no they say it on Bravo all the time like Ramona definitely has crocodile like I think I learned the term crocodile uh, tears in the school of bravo <laughs> i love it the school of bravo like i actually think that's where i learned it so yeah um i know we can get into a little bit all right then we should explain our position on sandoval <laughs> jeez mm-hmm. fucking i all right yeah so in my account for instance if you follow me from the beginning i started this march of 2023 so literally when scannable began I started it because I did not want to annoy my friends anymore. I'm like, I'm messaging my friends way too much about fucking Vanderpump Fools and they don't care as much as I do. I need to stop annoying them. So I'm like, let me just make a TikTok. So I was just like, 
hmm, I like this name, Reality Ops, because it's my opinion. And I'm going to make a TikTok. And so I made a TikTok and it was like Ariana, Rachel, Raquel at the time, and Sanibel in the hot tub. And I did like an alert sound like beep, beep, beep. And like it did slow motion to show how he was basically touching her in the hot tub right next to freaking Ariana. And I could not stand. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still can't stand him most of the time. Um, but I could not stand Sandoval and he, I saw the narcissistic part of him that I had related to things I've experienced in my own life. And I made a lot of like silly videos of him dancing and all that shit. But then the summer came and I noticed his demeanor started changing and I'm like, he looks really down. And this was June, I believe. And I was like, he doesn't look good. And then I just started feeling, man, we've all been like coming really hard. And what did you notice though about it? Um, Like specifically, what did you notice okay. about him that didn't look good? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say when I say really hard, I never use like hate speech. I, I'm really, it's really important to me to not talk like that. I never did. I don't feel bullying type tactics you know let me just say that was one of the reasons why i started following you because i noticed that you didn't include hate speech and the way in which you made your content i respected and could appreciate and that was like a big point of why i was like oh i want to follow this creator oh thank you that's good to know because i definitely don't like the hate speech yeah no it gets it gets out of hand like you can make fun of things but exactly like we can have fun without being toxic yeah i agree I agree. And especially in the DMs, like I cannot believe that these people get DMs. I, I would never, I would Ever. never be able to deal with that. I don't know how they do that. But anyway, he, his, some of his friends actually follow me and like my videos. And he reposted a video of me making fun. <laughs> so, you know, it's okay. Like it's fine. But I, I did make fun of him quite a bit. And then June came and I noticed, I noticed his posture was different. His body was hunched over more. It looked like depressed posture. Right. And so like body language stuff you noticed changed. His body language. I noticed his face too. He was drinking really hard and then he stopped. Um, and he stopped when she went in. So I don't know. Maybe he just got Botox around that time. But I mean, after that, I thought is when he stopped drinking is when I felt like his face started looking clearer again. But he might have just like stepped out of depression or he might have got Botox. Who the frick knows? Anyway, I just saw his his face looked really... You could tell he lost weight. He just looked down. He didn't have that standable peacocking pizzazz that he tends to have that could be super annoying to many of us. And I just started feeling bad. And then I did a deep dive and I'm like, let me try to find out what's really going on with this guy. Maybe like, what are the good parts of him? Is there anything good? And so then I started listening to podcasts and and I found some with some of his friends talking about him. And I was pretty shocked about the things that he was doing for some people behind the scenes that none of us like knew about. Very, very nice inside things that um, for one, he pays for people. He's paid for people's rent before who have a hard time with money and first come to L.A. Like he does nice things that he doesn't advertise and I was shocked because I thought he advertised everything um but mostly I've been in a really really dark place and I didn't want to be a part of continuing to have a person feel super dark and I felt like I should lighten up a little bit more on what I put out there and I tried to convey that to my followers 
And it worked, actually, I feel. I think that people couldn't stand him still, but I think that there was more people than messaging me privately and being like, oh, I didn't realize that, you know, actually that makes sense. And I agree with you. I hate him as a partner. I can't stand him the way he acts so narcissistically at times, but that doesn't mean he's like an overall bad person and a bad friend. I just don't ever want to be in any sort of relationship with him. Um, and so the, those are my feelings on him. Now watching the show is hard because like there are parts of him I can't stand. Again, watching him and on the vile files, he was just a hot freaking That mess. was, I yeah. That one, I have no comment for. <laughs> so bad. We should probably do a whole episode on the fucking vile files, I feel like. I feel like but- we could have our own podcast literally debriefing the vile files. <laughs> You're so right. It could be like a mini series debriefing that one episode. Literally. Like, so true. Um, But then, yeah, but I struggle between that and also feeling the sadness for him of losing a really good friend, of everyone coming at him, of losing, well, he lost it, but he lost all of the people, all the girls who liked him because of his own doing. I just felt like that must be really hard to know that when you go to a restaurant or to a store people are looking at you like this d-bag and then I was seeing people I was seeing videos people would send me behind the scenes videos of him and there would be a lot of people booing him to his face oh at the concerts yeah no they were serious or when no not even at the concerts no the concerts too but no, in restaurants in L.A., on the street, in Sur, things like that. Okay, that, couldn't that, go that to I couldn't restaurants for a while. That I definitely yeah, no. didn't know. I thought it was just happening at his shows. No, 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 no. It was like everywhere. It was Okay, that's crazy. a little ridiculous. Like, I don't like the guy at all. And even after, like, Scandal broke, you know, I'm out in Los Angeles. I I had seen him out and, like, I, I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, that's ridiculous. Mm. That I feel it's like is ridiculous. a little bit much. Yeah. I think their point about like jumping on and kind of looking at him as he's like representing all the people that we're mad at, like it is a valid point. I did look at him like that. I was like, you remind me of a person who really hurt me. Um, And I looked at him like that and it was hard to see past that. But watching the season, it's just interesting. I'm trying to see – all the different sides and be open-minded no i mean i'm still trying to be open-minded of course Mm. but in the same breath it's very very tricky sometimes because i mean even that scene between him and lisa i felt like the way that he was speaking with her i was like i just feel like you're resorting back to that same person and it's Mm -hmm. difficult for me to see the progress that you are claiming you have made i guess that's my biggest thing Sure, yes, some progress has been made, but I just, I'm not seeing it. And I know it was only filmed, like, you know, a few months later, so maybe in this very moment. But then look, the vile file, so I can't even. Do you see how difficult it is for me? Oh, yeah, no, but that's because he started drinking again. Once he stopped drinking, he did better over time, then he started drinking again, and then he was a disaster again, I feel like. But yes, no, I agree with you. It's just so, so hard. Like, even in the episode, there was Mm -hmm. moments where I was like, I was definitely crying and I was like, wow, I do feel for this human, like human to human. I feel Mm -hmm. for you. And then in the next breath, he says something and I'm just like, oh, it canceled out. 
It got canceled out. It's like for every good, he says something and then it cancels out. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, you brought up something that I wanted to talk about because it was funny. Hold on. You were saying, um, oh, no, it wasn't funny. The way he was talking to Lisa, it's not funny, but the right. way he was talking, the way he was talking to Lisa, if this guy went to therapy, and when I say therapy, I don't know what he's counting as therapy. Is he going once a week? Is he going once every two weeks? Is he going once a month? Because let me tell you, there is a huge difference as some from somebody who's gone to plenty of therapy and multiple different types, right? There is a huge difference between going to therapy biweekly, weekly, or multiple times a week. And in some cases when you need to, like outpatient or inpatient, right? Multiple times a day, so which is what Rachel did. So if he's telling me he's going to therapy and you're not making enough progress, you either one need to go to therapy more often, or two, you need to go to a different type of therapy. I was gonna say, get a new therapist. therapist. Get a new therapist because it's not working. And I feel bad for his friends. Kyle Chan, that line was really funny, by the way. And um, sir, when he was like, "Remember, Lisa said this is where you bring your mistress." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, totally." That was so accurate. Like Rachel and the mistress. Um, yes. But no, when that, yeah, when Lisa said that, I was like, "Oh, mic drop." Okay. Yeah. And Kyle Chan and Jason Bader, I feel for them trying to, and Schwartz even, trying to help him to be better. But you could really tell like Kyle especially is trying so hard. I know when I've seen behind the scenes things, he's the one doing like sit downs with him. There's a scene that they're going to show. I know he did with Sandoval and Sheena. And I don't know what happened during that scene. I didn't have any audio from behind the scenes clip. But his friends are trying so hard, but he needs fucking therapy, like I, real therapy. He wouldn't be talking like that if he had it. That's my okay. That is my whole point. So that's what's so hard for me watching because I'm like, I still don't feel it. I'm. Not, it's not hitting. It's not like authentic, you know. Yeah. I also just lost a thought that I was gonna say. Oh, okay. Wait, hold uh-huh. on. I got it. I got it. It connects. It connects. And, and the other thing for me is, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So I didn't feel like it was fair, right? Like, I do think that from the season thus far, we've seen Schwartz definitely has an opinion about his friendship with Sandoval and how Sandoval's behaving. And you can tell he's somewhat standing up to Sandoval and trying to make it a point like, hey, dude, the way you're going about this, it still isn't right. It wasn't right. But I don't feel like it's fair for Lisa Vanderpump to put on Tom Schwartz, you need to help Sandoval change his narrative. That's not fair. Sandoval needs to change his own narrative. Schwartz can be a good supportive friend, but it's not fair to put all of that on him. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I do. I know you said that before. And I, at first I was like, well, I agree, but I think Lisa's just trying to get the person who she knows is closest to him. But no, it's true. It's not fair to put on him. And he's, he dealt with so many of his own things, which we didn't realize the extent of um, until we saw this episode, I feel, or the last few episodes with Schwartz, like dealing with his brother and his liver, right? And he was in the hospital for that. His other brother has cancer, his dad being sick, losing their business, like, well, losing the business came after, but like he dealt with a lot of things at one time and how much bandwidth can a person actually have? And it's to like- then- I don't know. I just feel Schwartz has always had to be there for Sandoval. And I know Sandoval has mm-hmm. been there for Schwartz, right? But it's like, 
how can Sandoval be there for Schwartz when Sandoval, you know, is had made the decisions he made and then, you know, was in the boat that he was in? He he couldn't mm-hmm. be there for Schwartz. So also we have to think about if we're really gonna like analyze, Schwartz also could have some like uh, what's the word? Disappointment maybe in his friendship with Sandoval layered in the sense of, you know, Tom, I really needed you too. And you couldn't be there for me because of what happened. And but yeah. I, I still at the end of the day, I needed you as my friend during that. Right. But instead I had to separate from you because of what happened, you know? Yeah, like that's a good question. How much was Sandoval there for Schwartz when Schwartz was going through all that shit? Because guess what? He's screwing Raquel. That's what I mean. Right. How much was he there for his actual friend when he needed him? Yeah. That's a great fucking question, actually. Let's uh, let's add that to the list of videos we should make. <laughs> so we're going to make another um, TikTok, actually, for just the pod. And maybe we'll put that there. Yeah, that's I a think great... that's a good point. Yeah. I would love to interview Tom Schwartz. Like, I literally would love to just be like... Let's sit down and talk about this. And I want to interview Tom Sandoval, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Trust me. I would love to interview Sandoval, too. But I think it's more like – well, it's not like either of them are likely, probably. But I would just – I just want to – and they have to be separate. Nick Vile should have separated those boys. I wish that he would have. That is something I wanted to say, actually, before about Vile Mm -hmm. files. I almost wish that when Sandoval arrived – Nick would have said to Schwartz, all right, thank you for being here. It's it's go time with him. I want him alone. <laughs> yeah. His buddy can't oh be there to help support in conversation, you know? He did not go in that podcast ready to talk, though. He no, was, he didn't. He was, to me, hungover. Yes. I, don't, I know he said he was upset about his friend, and that could have been true. You know, that definitely could have been true. I'm not saying that wasn't true, but it felt like he was drinking all night, and he was hung the F over. He was sleeping at two o'clock in the afternoon, which, okay, it's fine. But, you know, you're 41. It's probably time to let go of this behavior. You have a restaurant that you own. I think you should probably be a little more involved since you're now allowed back in there and not be sleeping till freaking 2 p.m. It also makes me feel like his priorities that I'm kind of seeing, like, I don't want to say a consistent line of behaviors with priorities, but it's like he clearly didn't prioritize his relationship with Ariana He didn't Mm -hmm. prioritize his business relationship. He didn't prioritize the vile file. Do you know, you see with like the trend? Yes. Yes. I see a trend. You're right. He prioritizes himself. Correct. And he prioritizes people who look at him as a God, which is so ironic that he calls Ariana that because that's what he likes. He wants people to look at him like the one who has it all and the one who can tell you everything and, and do everything. And that's what he feeds. That's why he liked Rachel being after him and, and not, not after him. I shouldn't say that, actually, because when she spoke about it, it sounded very different from what he said. But, I mean, that's what he liked, Rachel kind of idolizing him, looking at him on that stage like, oh, Tom. That's what he wants. That's what he feeds off of. And it's so funny when he talks about Ariana getting annoyed at him and be like Ariana was always annoyed at me she was always annoyed at this I'd be fucking annoyed at you me too, too. <laughs> same I'd here I'd be fucking annoyed at you too maybe you're the fucking problem maybe you don't need to take 10 fucking hats on vacation okay that maybe part you could come home at night and hang out with your girlfriend your partner who supposed, was supposed to be your partner for life and hang out and have dinner together and sit down and watch fucking Love Island and prioritize watch- her interests 
prioritize what she likes. Exactly. Oh, she didn't do anything for me. I made her dumpling lattes. Congratulations. You can make a latte. That's wonderful. What a great partner you are. No, you need to be emotionally protected. I know I'm going off like I did that one time about Sandoval, right? No, no, no. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But it just reminded me when you said like, congratulations, you made a dumpling latte. I don't know if you watched that one um, after show where he's like, I even got like stamps and I like learned how to write a letter and I was like Tom you're 41 bro (laughs) oh my god speaking of the letter the letter he posted to Victoria on his stories today what is it also happy Valentine's Day guys (laughs) happy Valentine's Day wait will you be my Valentine and then I'm gonna post it to social media so every single person can see and I'm going to write like a little boy and do this and I'm 41 how old is Victoria is what I'm saying though. Like- Sorry, see, it's so hard. You, then I get fired up and then I chill. Sometimes in my videos, people will be like, Oh, I love when you get spicy. And I'm well, like, Well, no, yeah, that was totally try spicy. to hold back yeah. my spiciness. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, the passion is coming from a place of actual like love, believe it or not. It's because you are a loving person. You're like, Hello, how, how yeah. are you doing this? Like, see, like, I think I messaged him light. one time and was like, Tom, you should probably like call me for some <laughs> advice on what I think I said something like you should just call me for some fucking advice because what you're doing is not smart I can't remember what he did but I was just like what is wrong with you let me help you realize how ridiculous you're being as if I know everything I sound like him right now but I'm just oh, saying I'm like I literally dm'd one time did and you? then deleted it for reasons but like i said something similar okay oh my god it's like it passed yeah i said something similar if you get what i'm saying but yeah yeah and i've never done that with any of the other people but i mean there's no point in messaging like that like they don't answer i just did it to be like dude do something like you have to like fix the way you're acting because it's like a child i think that because we deal with children though oh this is a great Point you're bringing up that I never thought about. It is very, I'm going to be honest now that you just said that, it is very difficult yeah. for me in my day to day when I'm ac- interacting with adults to not observe some childlike behaviors. Yeah. That are like maybe unhealed parts of them or, you know, they didn't have the supports or the guidance or the knowledge even sometimes, you know, of how to not behave in that way as an adult it's very interesting I mean even for me speaking personally there was a lot of self-discoveries I had at the age of like 25 you know Mm -hmm. for sure the interesting thing is in the classroom when somebody says to me when I get a new class and they'll be like oh this one has behavioral issues I hate when people say that that drives me up a wall the worst. My goal is always to make that person, that kid, my buddy. Mm -hmm. So they come in my classroom and I'm told they have behavioral issues. First day, I'm like, can you do me a favor? Can you go get this for me? Like I asked them for favors. Guess what? That kid, this makes me like emo. I'm going to try. I hate how emo I get. That kid ends up being one of the best students and like you get so like I remember the first time that happened it was it was my first year I remember he brought me oh my god he brought me the cutest coffee table book for Christmas 
And it was a coffee table book of puppies because he knew I had a puppy and I love my puppy. And he bought me this beautiful, beautiful, giant. I've never seen a coffee table book until this coffee table book. And he was like, I know you love puppies. So I got this for you. And I cried, of course. When my students left me my first year, I cried for two weeks because oh, yeah. I loved them like my babies. Like they were my babies. But, um, you know, they can change so much. So I think that some a lot of us who are teachers kind of have this mentality like, you can change. Correct. You just need guidance and you like go get help. Go go talk to people who can help you get there. But some people don't want to. Um, well, that's and that's something we have to too. understand. Yeah. So and that's another good point. Like I'm very comfortable with asking for help. And I've noticed not many because that means you're, I guess, being vulnerable to a capacity, right? I notice yeah. people are not maybe as comfy to do that. But for me personally, with like the challenges I faced in my life, I have noticed that it is okay to ask for help. And now in my profession, I help people advocate if they need help. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. that is a part of like who I am, nature, nurture, all that stuff. Also, thank you for sharing about that student. And, you know, for me, I definitely agree. My like navigation path is if somebody says that to me, you know, when somebody's like, you can't do this and it kind of makes you want to do it. Mm -hmm. For me, when somebody says like, oh, yeah, this is a, a behavioral kid. I yes. look at that child as a non-behavioral child. That's my yes. going into it. And like what you said, when you're asking them for favors and stuff. Instead of, you know, you not building rapport with that student because of their behavioral issues, in quotes, right? You building the rapport actually helps, in my opinion, to decrease their behavioral, in quotes, issues. Absolutely. So I, I love totally agree. all of that. And we can go off on many tangents, I feel like, with even this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there are so many people listening, like, stop acting like Tom Sandoval's a child. I'm not. I think he's ridiculous and he's Oh, yeah. Off, but no, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no. It was more of like the outlook and, and the way our viewpoints and our flexibility with thinking and yeah. our wanting for better. I always feel like, especially, again, me, Personally speaking, I'm every day I wake up, I want to be better than who I was yesterday. There's always something I can learn in this day, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't always happen and that's okay, but that's a good goal. Like to Exactly. And I guess I just, I want that for others too. So that's what I want for Tom. Yeah. But, and I've also learned in my personal life that there are some people who are not worth doing that for and that you'll try so many times to make good, to I don't mean in the case of him, actually, but I mean, like, there are some people who are just toxic and you can't have them in your life and they shouldn't be a part of your life. And I think that's where with Ariana, I'm like, uh, yeah, I get what Lisa's saying. Totally. I get I feel what Lisa's saying. And I think that Tom's like real friends should 100 percent be there with him because nobody should be alone. We're not meant to be alone. However, Ariana should never be made to feel bad about that. She owes him nothing. He effed her over big time. And I, you know, she made that comment in the pool. And some people, most people feel like, I totally get what she was saying. Some people feel like she's being mean. Wait, what do you um, mean comment in the pool? So she, she made the comment that it's a scene for episode four that's coming up, which I guess if you're listening to us, this, who the heck knows when this is going to come out, but it's a scene that's from episode four that's coming up and they're at James's pool party. I'm trying to remember. Katie. Ariana and Sheena are in the pool with the cute little something about her float, which I really need to know. Did James and Allie make that float? Because it was a cute float. Um, James, we have a whole other 
podcast to talk about yes. some James things and our position on that. Yes. But Sheena started telling them how she met with Lisa and how she and Lala met with Lisa and how Lisa was explaining that she feels bad for Sandoval and it reminds her of her brother and how depressed he seemed like her brother was. And I never want to not believe somebody when they're, they say they're that low because it's an awful thing to be and, I, and you should never be like not believed with that. However, I do agree. Ariana was like, what do they want me to do? Make a post saying like, hi, don't be mean to my ex-boyfriend or whatever. And I get what she's saying. I think that is what he wanted. I think people wanted her to publicly say like, Leave stop him bashing alone. Tom. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not going to fucking do that. And she shouldn't have to fucking do and that. Like, okay, he... same. Like, she should not have to do that, just like how Tom Schwartz shouldn't have to change Sandoval's narrative. I feel the exact same way about the both. Yes. You know what? It's up to him. He needs to get his own help. Like, you need people supporting you. But no, like you said, nobody could bring that horse. Is that the thing? Nobody could bring the horse to water. The yeah, like you can bring themselves. the horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Like, you can't force or shove the horse's head into the pond, you know? And like, right. the other thing is if you have like, I don't know, I feel like I only want people in my life personally. I only want to surround myself with people who my goals, values, morals are aligned with. And also people who can tell yeah. me, hey- you did this and it upset me. Can we talk about it? And can we move forward together after talking about it? Mm-hmm. And I want people to say to me, you know, I don't know. I, I like for me personally, check me. Please check me because yeah. I I don't want to be out in this world like unaware of things. And if I don't mm-hmm. agree with you, I'll let you know. But nine out of ten times when somebody comes to me and says something, I'm like, wow, I did not realize that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. But again, that's me. That's the type of person I am. And I cannot, it cannot be assumed that everyone will be like that, you know? So it's You're like- You're saying in reference to who? In reference to Sandoval. So it's like, you know, oh. when people are like, he he needs like good supportive friends, to, like telling him stuff. I do think his friends did try to get through to him. Oh, for sure. He's thick-headed. He's is thick-headed. That, is that the right word? Oh, thick-headed? I love thick-headed. That's what we say over here on the East Coast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like a New I was York like, that thing. was right, right? <laughs> I was yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's thick-headed. Like, I, I don't know. Is that like an East Coast thing? The New Yorker come out. I he's just feel like it because I don't think I've ever heard it on TV. But yeah, no. like We also say they're full of crap. Is that like an unnormal thing? Because sometimes people will say like, I say full of shit, full of crap. Is that like yeah, not I a... would say I would say full of shit, yeah. Oh, okay. Or full or of what it. About, that's oh, like... that's malarkey. That's what? a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> Stop it. Who says that? No, me. I say do you say that? I do. Where like, did you pick that up, Britain? <laughs> Where were you? From my 1% from the UK. Is that your 1%? <laughs> and the Nigerians. It's yeah. a bunch of malarkey. A bunch of malarkey. My one like- friend is like that. She brings up old references. I wish I could remember them all the time. But one of my best friends, she's always saying these weird things like weird metaphors and shit that I'm like, where did you hear that? It's like from like. The early late 1800s, almost. You know, <laughs> definitely big from? into like metaphor. I love a good like metaphor, and also another one. Like I'm gonna 86 it. I'm gonna throw it out. I'm gonna get rid of it. That's another fun yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. But I said that out here once, and people looked at me like I had snakes coming out of my head, and I was like, "Oh, it means you're gonna like throw it out?" And they were like, "Why, why?" And I was like, "Oh, what is it? I wonder what that stems I from." Know. I'm gonna 86 it. Kind of want to yeah. look it up. That's interesting. Um. Oh, we digress. Where did what were we doing? 
Well, we were just talking about like, you know, it, cool scene. Yes. Um it, people with, need like, to chill with Ariana. Like, chill the you need to Also, put that was filmed shoes. only a few months after. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah, I'm I I'm don't still get pissed at my boyfriend from when I was sixteen. Right. Literally though, he literally. cheated on me. I didn't even like him. I didn't even like him. And he cheated on me. And I'm still upset about it. No, I'm not really, but I'm like, you're a jerk. No, but like you can still remember it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like Yeah. This happened three it made me months feel like, later. Yeah. No, truly. She uh her response for me was appropriate. Appropriate. It's not her job. He left the relationship the moment he decided to cheat on her. Okay. He left the relationship. And now she does not owe it to him in any way to do anything for him, including including giving him that fucking house. I am like way on her side with this. I know a lot of people are like, she should just give up the house. No, they should both give up. Why does she have to be the one to give? You think she's going to want to give the house to him? I, if my partner was cheating on me with one of my, let's say good friends, because they weren't best friends apparently, but maybe they were, whatever. One of my good friends for seven months behind my back and I was hanging out with them the three of us all the time and had no freaking clue and he was in love with her no clue do you think i'm gonna move out of my fucking That's house and give the house to them to go go live their lovely lives together correct no and that's why, like, you know, I I was really happy that Lisa said that to him. When they had that conversation, she was like, I think the gentlemanly thing to do would be for you to move out. And then he had mm. his whole, like, you know, they had their whole conversation. But I was like, I was like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting Lisa to tell him that. I do feel like Lisa totally loves her, you know, Toms. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad to hear Lisa say that to him. Yeah. Like, that's somebody he respects. I, he, you know, appreciates her insight and input. It's somebody who's been in his life for a long time, kind of like a family person, like a family, F-R-A-M-I-O-Y, family friend. Yeah, almost like a mom to him, I guess. Yeah. In a way. Another mom, I mean. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that I now view Lisa differently with all – I was never in the whole band camp of – I, I do think Lisa loves the girls. Like Lisa's always loved Katie. Lisa's always loved Sheeta. Um, the rest of them, she's had her times and moments, but the, she's always loved Ariana, I feel like. But I've been trying to listen to that whole perspective of Lisa doesn't like women. I, I just didn't feel it. I've never really felt that. I, I've heard it, but for some reason, I've been trying to understand. I just never fully felt it. Recently, I was thinking that, though, like after the reunion. But hearing her this episode, the last episode, and realizing, oh, this is about her brother. Lisa, if there's one thing about her, she feels for people when they're down. And she doesn't want people to be too low. And then she had, you know, the terrible thing that happened with her brother. And I can imagine being in her position, I would be feeling similarly. And, you know, she also is like a mother to all of them, really. It's too hard for her to turn her back on him. She gave them all chances when they needed them, I feel the only person that she didn't is Kristen. And people always say, and I always said, why does she have this weird vendetta against Kristen? But I realize it's because Kristen. That is true, though. She has always had like a thing with like, oh, I want to say like the energy was not the same between her and Kristen. I think it's because Kristen and I love Kristen. I love, love Kristen. But anyway, Kristen never would 
apologize, rarely would apologize and mean it. And she would never be like submissive to Lisa. Mm, and good point. Yeah, Lisa likes people to be a little submissive. I'm not saying it's necessarily in a completely negative way. It's a somewhat negative way. But also, Kristen never really like would truly apologize where other people would be like upset and down and sad and you could feel it where Kristen would just be like, oh, fuck it, whatever. If you're not going to do this, fuck. And, you know, cursing a storm, go suck all that shit um, and not like be super remorseful about her when she would apologize. She just wouldn't actually seem remorseful. And so I think that's why she always had a thing with Kristen where the rest of them, if something happened, they would seem pretty darn remorseful and I think she felt like Kristen didn't appreciate her and I I get that but I don't I don't think I'm not sure I haven't I don't have a verdict on this yet but I'm not sure if she feels better towards the boys than the girls I mean I think she loves her girls she loves her Pandy her Pandora you know and she loves Stassi she loved I feel like she loves the girls too I don't know I mean I'm kind of indifferent about that like I really I do think she loves the Toms in a different way but i also do think that she loves her girls mm-hmm. but i do think that she has different i think that she i don't want to say favor but yeah i do feel like she favors the toms a little bit more no i agree with you yeah she does favor them i don't know why i'm you know probably because of things like tom sandoval coming with fucking flowers okay that's another thing i was thinking too though he de- yeah oh, God, yes. it was so annoying yeah that was like another thing too. Like I have, if you've, I don't know if you've noticed, but this is something I've noticed. Episode one, Sandoval gifts Schwartz a pair of shoes. And then yeah. this episode, episode three, he brings the flowers. I forgot to about Lisa, the shoes. Thank you. And he makes the drink for Sheena. I'm just noticing little things. I forgot about the shoes. Yeah. No, you're so right. The Sheena drink was so funny. Like, we're sitting on the couch, and I'm like, watch him go bring this fucking drink to Sheeta. Like, this is my, you know, look at what I did for you. Aren't I so nice? And, like, for me, the reason I'm bringing that up is because I'm like, okay, you love bomb Tom with the shoes. You love bomb Lisa with the flowers. You love bombing Sheena with the drink. It's just, yeah, that's how I. Oh, he's a love bomber. That's for sure. Yeah, He is. And people were saying Rachel was using love bomb incorrectly. I think in reference to what she was saying, it was slightly not quite hitting right the way she was saying it. But I do think he absolutely love bombed her and he love bombs everyone. And that's a very, you know, again, that's a typical narcissistic thing to do. And we are not here to diagnose anyone. I'm not going to diagnose anyone. I'm not a doctor. I cannot say he has narcissistic personality disorder, nor do I actually think he has narcissistic personality disorder but i think he acts narcissistically and i think he can be narcissistic and that's a typical narcissist thing to do you're like buying back affection you're trying to guilt people you try to like coax them a certain way like reel them in yeah reel them back in you f them over and then you guilt them and you turn the narrative and you spin it so you're now the victim and the other person is actually the one in the wrong. And then you gift them and you show them like some type of love, distorted love, and you reel them back in. And that's why a lot of people are not feeling remorse for him right now, even though we were with this episode, because they're like, this is typical behavior for somebody who's a narcissist. And this is typical Tom. And he also weaponized 
Ariana's mental health against her. And he yeah. weaponized Rachel's mental health against her. But now yeah. we're feeling bad for him. And, mm, right? Yeah. The other thing is that I also wanted to say, like, in the same breath that, you know, again, for me personally, like, when I'm looking at something or watching something, I think of myself as a very, like, multidimensional feeler. So in one moment that I can feel remorse for him, again, in another moment, that remorse may not be there, you know? Yeah. We're still trying to figure him out. It's like watching, like, a um, true crime doc, right? Oh, my God. That's how I feel. <laughs> or, like, watching... Is, though, but, like, they... It is, right? true crime docs are about sociopaths. <laughs> I know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, it's like watching a murder mystery, and you're, like, trying to figure out who did it, the and you're, like, weighing flu. the different options, and you're like, no, this person has to have done it because they did this, they did that. And then, oh, wait, but... Maybe I'm reading them wrong. Maybe they're actually a nice person. and I'm re- That's what I feel like with him. I'm constantly trying to weigh it. And I have to be honest, when I did the post and I started feeling bad for him, I'm like, I have to be more gentle with my posts. And then I felt better about doing that. But then when I found myself trying to explain him, it sometimes felt icky too. Because I'm like, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. So I just feel a little icky sometimes because I I have not made my mind up on him. And I don't know if I ever will because I think he's a very confusing person. I, I, okay, that's the best way to say it. I'm confused because he's confusing. So that's why I'm unable to figure him out. And like what you were saying with like, you know, trying to figure it out. Like it just reminds me of the game of Clue. Have you ever played that mm-hmm. game? I fucking love that game. I love that game. Okay. <laughs> I knew you would. I knew you would. It is so much fun. Are they in the boiler room with the baton or, you know what I mean? It's like the wrench. Yeah. Literally. Thank you. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was a wrench, but yeah. It's just like that. And so, yeah, I agree. Like, because he is a confusing person, that leaves me confused with my interpretation of him. Yeah. I have a rule in my personal life that I've kind of discovered and probably for the last decade or so. But if I have to constantly try to figure out if you're a good person or not, or if I like you or not, then I'm not going to waste my time with that energy. And I'm just going to like see you civilly, but I'm not going to actually hold a friendship with you. Or like overextend yourself. Yeah. Overextend yourself. Right. Because I shouldn't have to wonder that. Like, it should just be clear. You should be clear in a conversation, which we're obviously not super clear in this conversation. We're supposed to recap the episode and we went on so many tangents, but it's probably totally clear to us. I just hope it's clear to listeners. (laughs) I feel like it, or at least I hope it will be, but also like everything that we have gone on a tangent with and maybe we've digressed, it has somewhat been connected, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I think it's connected. I don't know. I also think think like we're talking like real life stuff too that people can hopefully relate to. And you were just talking about friendships and like, I don't want to have to question it and I need to feel safe in a friendship. So my, Mm -hmm. for me, the safety is I don't, I'm not questioning. Like I don't, I don't have to worry about, I need to feel like safety in a friendship. And for me, that safety manifests in like, okay, I know I can be myself. I can feel safe to be me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. You need to feel safe to be you. That's super important. Um, Also, I don't know if you want to say this. Let me know if you don't. But we're also two people with ADHD. 
Oh, yeah, and, yeah, that's fine. We can talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I'm so fun because I have ADHD and OCD. They work so well together. <laughs> but um, my ADHD is not as impeding on my life. However, I definitely have ADHD. And it's just interesting because we both have it. So I feel like we can go off on these convos. And I'm just going to wait for feedback. We have some really, really kind, amazing, sweet followers who I know will just give me feedback in a nice way and I'll trust them. So I'm excited to hear like you went off like that was all over the place. You gotta well and that's the thing too. More, or, We're open to yeah, like constructive it. criticism. That's like we the best are. way to put it. Like yes, please and that's again with the whole help please. I'm so okay to be like give me your input so I can then analyze it and figure out which way I want to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to say compassionate criticism, which Ooh, I know I is maybe that. a little yeah, it's a little extreme, I guess, but that's what I like to say in my classroom. Oh, I love um, that. I might, I might, I might coin that now. Like we like just I like might soften it. We yeah. just like soften it because people receive criticism better when they feel like it's coming from a place that caring, of please. care. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? Like a teaching Vanderbilt? <laughs> like, I don't even know. This is um it's a culmination of I feel like who we are. And it's a good reflection. All right, down to reality. So like Mm -hmm. exactly the reality of who we are. Right. And reality TV. Yep. Um, Our personal life experiences in our own realities connected to reality television. So it works. It works. I hope. I hope it works for us. Hey, if we're our only listeners and my husband and your friends, like I'm not, by the way, I don't even tell my most of my friends don't even know I do this. I try to stay anonymous because of the teaching. But um I know it's a little different with what where you're teaching over here. It's like pretty crazy. Anyway, I guess we have to close this and we will just talk more about an episode next time, maybe like we did the last time that got ruined. We'll recap an episode. But um, is there anything that you wanna say now at the end? Oh, we didn't talk about Schwartz trying too hard. Schwartz um, trying too hard in what way? What do you mean? When Schwartz came up to the table at Sir with everybody and he was like, hi, guys. Like, he's always just like walking in like, hi. And I feel so bad, even though I'm mad at Schwartz and everything he did with Katie. And I hate that, you know, his relationship ended like that when they had such a beautiful thing that I feel like was partly ruined from Sandoval, whatever. And by the way, we both love Katie and she is my absolute favorite, but we'll talk about her more in the next episode. But anyway. Schwartz, when he came up to that table and when he keeps trying with Ariana, just feels so bad. And I, I get know, why he doesn't want to talk like, to him. That also kind of reflects his like awareness to me in a way. And I'm like, Schwartz, read the room. <laughs> oh, do you feel that way? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm like, read the room just a little bit. Like, I just feel like he's still approach. Like, I feel like he's not approaching them in a way where they can be like, okay, he knows how we feel. I feel like he's trying to just like act normal, like act like how everything was. Oh, okay. See, I feel like he knows it and that's why he's like, eh, like Oh, okay. so you think that's why it's manifesting and that like that's why he's acting that way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think he feels so awkward and knows and that's why he's trying to like he's literally like I feel like he's like walking like with like jazz hands out, like his fingers <laughs> out, like, ooh, like what's going on? Like, can I you know <laughs> I'm literally picturing <laughs> like he's like you know, or it's like when you have to go up to your, when you want to go up to your parent at the end of a night when you're like with your cousin. Stop. And you want to ask if yes. you could have a sleepover. Yes. 
and you're like, there's two ways you do it. You either make a dance in the living room and you perform a dance for them to get to convince them to have a sleepover, to allow you to sleep over. That's the first way. Or the second way is you're like, the second way is you're like, you're like planning in your head, oh, how am I going to say this? How am I going to do it? What am I going to, you know, let me work on just the right moment. They're talking to Uncle Jerry, whatever it is. And then you walk up and you're like, can I, can, what do you guys think? Can we have a sleepover? And you're like, you're rubbing your hands and your your face. and Like, that's what I, that's what I get. And the third way is, or you and your cousin just go up to your room and pretend you're sleeping. So they have to leave you there to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. That is the best way. Yeah. That's a good way. That, you're Dances so right though in the living room. That was, you. that was. <laughs> yeah. You borrow their pajamas and you're in their bed already. They can't do anything yep. about it. I love well, that. I wonder if it's just like a tri-state East Coast thing, because I wonder if people are going to be able to relate, but I related to that. Yeah, no, I saw a video a while ago on TikTok where they talk about the dance, and I was like, oh, stop, other people did this, but me and all my friends and my cousins, you know, this is like what we would do. I mean, who knows? Maybe they live over here, No, too. I mean, I, I definitely, like a- I did that, too. <laughs> Yeah. I'm guilty. Oh, I had some good dance, some good dance moves, real good dance moves. Um, <laughs> that was it. funny. Like, I thought to... the dance would convince yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. Like, what were we doing? Like, why did we think that that? Like, we were performing in hopes that they would applaud and then say yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. It's no, so it, funny. It I like back. still remember literal dance. Like one time, I did one with my little cousin. It was me, my sister, my my one little cousin. And we did like a prayer, um, Madonna. And like, I remember the whole, you know, performance and telling the little one, like where she was going to stand and how she was going to put her arms up. And it was a really, it was a thing of beauty. It was a good one. I think the only one I really remember is like the Cheetah Girls dance that I learned. <laughs> oh, Cheetah, Cheetah Girls. I love, that was like my favorite. I love the oh, Cheetah Girls. That's Adrian. Was her name Adrian? One of the girls on there? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She was just on a show I was watching tonight, actually. Oh, since we cover TV, we can talk. The yes. Floor, apparently they said this on the show that game shows are considered reality TV. Not that we're going to talk about game shows. But The Floor is a good family-friendly show. Like, a, your kids can watch it with you, and they'll get answers right, and sometimes, like, faster than you. And then they feel great, and it's a cute. It's, it's a not cute. It's just a good show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah, good show. I love that. But sometimes we'll watch, like, you know, Lingo. And she's actually really good with Lingo, but. Wheel of Fortune is fine, but like Jeopardy, like watching Jeopardy, I'd, when I was a kid, I'd be like, God, I'm stupid. Like, no, me too. Why don't me I know too. any of this? It was How so funny. So smart. I would watch it, and my younger sister, she would get the answers, and I would be like, Are like, how, I don't get it. Like, how do you know? How do you know this? Like, it doesn't make sense. But she was always like a bookworm and stuff. And I just think that she's just like an older sister, even though I'm the older sister. But yeah, I would agree. I would watch it and be like, okay, I want to watch something else. None of this makes sense. <clears throat> do you remember the moment when you're an adult watching Jeopardy and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, why do I? I know a lot of these answers yep. now. And I enjoy it. <laughs> and it's yeah. comforting. You feel so smart, right? Yep. Okay. Oh my gosh. Back on topic. Back to Schwartz. We go really off topic. But yeah, I, I feel for Schwartz. But again, I feel for Ariana not wanting to talk to him however i do and the majority when i asked about this poll on my stories on my insta stories which by the way tiktok should make freaking better polls um but on my insta stories i love the polls and i asked if they think ariana and tom are going to be friends again meeting tom schwartz 
And I think it was like 70% said no. Um, but I feel like in time, they will probably be friendlier again or she'll be friendlier towards him because I think, I think that the way she was looking at him, did you I not know. feel that? Yes. Okay, so here me did, out. Right? Yes. So yeah. it's so funny you say that because when she said to him, I gave up on you a long time ago, I was like, why yes. don't I believe you? <laughs> You're saying it and yes. I feel like you want to mean it. But you, Ariana, also are a loving person. And I just feel like there is a little part of you that still is holding on to something with him. Yeah. Or just wanting to portray. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. That's what some people are commenting. Oh, she's so angry and she's so mean and blah, blah, blah. Like, you do not know what's going on with her behind closed doors at all. We see her outside out and about on the screen and all of that we do not see her at home behind that bedroom door and we don't know how she's really feeling all the time and i know from watching ariana on the first few seasons that she likes to have that wall up and show herself like in a harder way and then when you get to know the heart of her, like we did in season five, then you see the mush that she is inside because she is a sweetheart and such a caring and loving person but she doesn't portray that as much when she's angry and right now I feel like she's in this phase of angry and be angry like that's like her process like this is what she needs to do right now and I think people are judging her way too harsh think about how you would act in this situation I I would be I would be a nasty little bitch oh yes yes same here I definitely um that's why I am saying I feel her responses are appropriate because I feel personally, as the empath I am, if I were in her shoes, kudos to you, girl. I would not have handled myself like that. I think the way she's handled herself has been awesome. I think so, too. She has not attacked him publicly. What did we say yesterday? Remember, it was like kind of a big moment. Well, um, okay. And you were like, oh, I said the anger with the hurt. I said, I think she her hurt is coming off as anger. Yes. Is that what it was? And we were also saying, like, maybe we feel a little bit like... Is she taking out some of her anger towards Schwartz in that scene? And it's not necessarily directed to Schwartz. And that's maybe mm. why we're going to see her come around. Maybe, you know, they'll be a little bit more cordial. Because yeah. I do think she's kind of taking some of her anger that she has towards Sandoval out on Schwartz. Because she absolutely will not even, like, you know, breathe or look near Sandoval. So it's like, right. what called, like he's in within, like, the six degrees of separation or, or what is it called um i don't know what it's called but it's like you know he's he's clo- he's close to that camp so it's like yeah that connection yeah right i agree and i think we both agree that what Schwartz did was completely wrong but just saying we feel like at some point maybe there'll be some type of amends and we talked about her like with talking to Anne, who Anne is by the way our mvp I love Anne. I love Anne so much. I just can't wait to see more of Anne. Anne is such a goat. And like, you know, it made me a little sad. I'm not going to lie. When Tom had his birthday party, Sandoval had his birthday party. And he like kind of made the comment like, oh, cool. You made it look like a bridal shower or whatever, like the balloons. I was like, she blew them up by by mouth, by lung. Yeah, I know. He's stupid. That was a stupid comment. Like, but I love Anne. Yeah, she's she's a real one. 
But the way Ariana was talking to her, people were upset about. And I'm like, she wasn't really talking to Anne. She was talking at oh, Tom yeah. through Anne. Right. And Anne said on her podcast, which, by the way, if you have not listened to Anne's podcast with Amanda, who was on the Biofiles and is no longer on the Biofiles, it is a really good podcast. It's called We Signed an NDA. It's fantastic. Um, there's no plug here. It's literally just me telling you that it's so good. Um, but she talks about this and she says that that's the only time Ariana had to talk to her like that. That is not a regular thing. Ariana is so kind to her and nice to her. And we did see that in this episode, this last episode too. Yeah. Freaking poor Anne. I, I I see the beginning of the scene. I'm like, is she washing fucking shot glass mm-hmm. behind that sink? Yes, she was cleaning up after his mess. And Katie called, you know, him out really, but said, are you cleaning up? Was it you who cleaned up at this whole party? Like, it's so crazy that clean your own shit. Great. Right. Clean your own shit. Is that what assistants do? Like, but I, see, that's the thing too. I don't know. Cause I feel like the term assistant is very arbitrary. <laughs> And, like, I feel like it could fall, like, it's an umbrella term, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you're my assistant, but, like, that I might ask you to do a coffee run. I might ask you to go do my laundry. I might ask you to help me set up a party. Like. I just thought that was weird. I was, like, I could picture him, like, and do you think you can, like, clean up after this so that, like, Ariana's not upset? That's what I picture happening. Oh, I Am totally... I whispering? I'm doing the whispering thing again, right? I whisper a lot. For like a, for like a second there, maybe you did. But yes, I could also see him going up to her and saying, hey, Anne, like totally would appreciate like if you could just like, you know, clean up like just literally like everything. <laughs> oh, and like Anne said, she was the one getting the paper towels, the batteries and the toilet uh-huh. paper, right? Uh-huh. Not him, but she was. He was just directing her to get it. That's so funny. But he I can't wait to hear more that, from man. Well, he took that on, though. Like, he was the one getting those things, you know? Yeah. That's what they do. That's what they do. That's what they do. So funny. Okay, anyway. I think that's it. I think that's all, folks. Ciao. No, I'm just kidding. Right. No, that, that was honestly so much fun. I thoroughly enjoy our conversations, especially when it has to do with Vanderpump Rules. Me too. Um, it's 2.30 in the morning here. And usually I would be so tired, but I got so fired up about Sandoval. I know. That, like, it gave me energy. Maybe I should just do that exercise at the beginning of every podcast that we have to um, record this late. Just like go should off. Should we just him. do like a Sandoval rant? That way we could get like, you know, the adrenaline going. Yeah, seriously, maybe. Instead of having coffee. Um, oh, we should tell people too. Nothing to do with Sandoval, but unless he would like to come on here. But, um, <laughs> We are super excited. We have some guests that are coming on the pod that you will be very interested in. Um, Hopefully they still want to come on the pod after listening. I'm like, just don't worry. You don't have to commit until you hear us and make sure that you're okay with it. (laughs) But um, I'm excited about them. And I think I know people will be too. I'm so excited. I mean, again, I feel like within the conversations that we have when we're always like, oh, I, I wonder, you know, about this or that, like our questions, I'm excited to have guests on so that we can just like, I don't know, what's the right word? Um, learn? Like, like, I'm excited to have guests on so that we can learn about like ideas that we've had before ourselves, if that makes sense, but then actually have the conversation because an idea is so different than the reality 
if that yeah. makes sense. So I'm so mm-hmm. excited. <laughs> yeah, Just no, that- it's, and I'm excited. We also then have to see, you know, it's interesting when you have guests on because depending on who the guest is, but like there are some guests that we'll have on that they're from a certain side and it's going to be interesting as people doing a podcast and interviewing. I think one thing I want to be really upfront with with guests is just so you know, I am going to be really respectful and fair and listen to what you're saying. Um, But I might not agree with everything you're saying because I don't want to agree with everything a guest says if I don't. Like I want to be really real and true to what I'm thinking and feeling. And I think that'll land better because listeners would probably would be thinking the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I definitely, I also will let people know like, hey, you know, the way I love to communicate is in this way. And if I don't agree with something, um, I might challenge you with a question and I'm not doing it to upset you. I'm doing it to understand. Cause anytime I ask a question, yeah. I really am asking cause I'm, it's coming from a place of, I just want to understand. Excellent point. Yeah. I agree with that. Do you, what was that thing you used to say in your lives that was really funny? Oh, yes. And that's like another thing too, because I do, you know, TikTok lives and I always say, listen, I have an opinion. My opinion though is not better, best or correct or the right one. I just have one. Let's have a conversation. Let's learn together. And I'm very big into like the kindness effect. Like be kind. Science literally research shows there's a ripple effect in kindness. And I actually do that in my everyday. And that's kind of how I like to have a conversation. You could still get a conversation through with kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can ask a question like kind of how you were saying before, like compassionate criticism. Like I totally love that because I believe that that can yeah. be done, you know? All right. We should close this shit. <laughs> Ciao. Thanks for listening. That was a very fun conversation and I'm looking forward to future conversations. And remember um, last night when we did our 20th recording and I was like, oh, I don't want to say goodbye. I don't like saying bye. I like to say like, see you in the future. Right. See you later. And I say see you you later. later. Yep. So we'll do like the see you later. Um, Yeah. Oh, and we should tell people if they want to follow us, the pod is on Instagram as down to reality pod. On TikTok, down to reality pod. And then you can follow our individual accounts also if you want, where we post a lot of shit. Um, and I'm reality ops and M is connection queen X. So we did say that in the beginning, but give us a follow, go in our DMs kindly and you know, give us some feedback and some things that you'd want to hear on the podcast, what you're interested in, what you liked, what you didn't like. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We'll put a lot of polls on our stories on our podcasts into the page also. And I always sign off with like a heart, like a hand heart. Yeah. I'm not good at that. I think that was like before my generation, but I see it all the time and I try to do it because it looks cool. I mean, after my generation. I'm doing it to my mic right now. Okay. Me too. All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you you soon. Bye. Later. Later. Oh, later. And like the cool kids say, don't forget to like, add, and subscribe. Maybe follow.